I'm going to warn uh, anyone who listens to this podcast. Um, beware of the Taylor Swift and NFL um, coll- collision course that will rock the internet for like three months or until eventually. Actually, this could like permanently damage it because like Taylor Swift fans do not get over breakups. Infamously, do not get over breakups. Which means you got like NFL fans, the Swifties are here to stay. And as a fair warning to both communities, you guys are quite literally on the opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of internet stuff. Also, a lot of NFL fans are Kanye West fans. Oh, God. That too. Don't bring him into this. Um, I'm just I'm just giving fair warning. You know, every minute, like, wrong thing Travis Kelsey does or or will do will be crucified by the Swifties. Yep. And any opportunity to throw any punch at Taylor Swift, the NFL fans will throw. No matter how objectifying, sexist, racist. Well, I, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is not going to be all NFL fans. This is a select I, I mean, type. I mean, I, I, this I, is a select type of that, NFL okay, fans. This is what I mean. No, no, and no, this that, is a select type of I'm, Swifty. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the radical ends. I'm, that I'm, that's what I'm assuming people would assume to begin with. But like, it is. Oh, good luck. I've been on the internet for ten years at this point. This shit. This shit never ends well. Only for ten years. <laughs> yeah, only for ten well, years. Okay. What? Well, I mean, I'm twenty three. You got on the internet when you were thirteen. Bullshit. Like, like genuinely on the, no, 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 like genuinely on the internet, like looking at like what other stuff, not like me playing free Minecraft and running around in an open lobby. Yeah. Like I mean, like I mean, genuinely being like aware you of the internet. Up titties when you were like eight. Yeah, I was gonna say you never did like, any like, shit. Like, like, like we didn't have a computer. We didn't have a computer. We didn't have like a legit computer. And I, I didn't even know did how it at it. school sometimes just to <laughs> see if it worked. We do not do our computer classes were strict. We get our, zero. We used to do it in our classrooms. Fucking, I we wish only had we like could for a computer in the classroom. So we used to just like sit in the back and fucking look <laughs> up like titties and stuff on YouTube <laughs> and see if anything came up. Ladies and I'm, gentlemen, the American education system. Yeah, I used to have a great time. Hey, yo, welcome back to the Hot Kicks Podcast. How are we doing? Finger guns, finger guns. Hey, Chad. Top oh, yeah, of the sh- fucking league. That's top of the morning. Top of the mood. Yeah, y'all, we, are, y'all we all are had balling. a good weekend. Dude, so Chad, talk to me about Ndidi. Um he is the greatest uh, he is basically uh the championship Rodri, I feel like at this point is how to describe him. Somehow, <laughs> somewhere Bruh. he simultaneously is a defensive midfielder and can play ten. Um, I've never seen anything like it. This guy is a, not a box to box. He is a 
penalty spot to penalty spot midfielder. You're talking and about fucking Yaya. This, I have, Enzo Maresca. how do you do this? I This man was genuinely like a bottom five player on Leicester City. I remember and you shitting on him so often last year. So bad. He was so bad. And it was Dude, so the two obvious. players you shit on the most at Leicester are balling. And then Investigard, too. It's nuts. I And, and I mean, it's just more well, damning T- to is isn't balling as much. So, like, I'll give you that I was, one. I was you talking about shitting Madison. on him I, yeah. crazy. I, I know, I know. But do you remember oh. when you shat on Tielmans for a little bit? And it's like... Tielmans are... Tielmans. Yeah. He, he's sort of just getting the karma. He's been mid. He's been kind of mid. Yeah. To be frank. But, yeah, man. Uh, we're shitting on the league. And, you know, big test against uh, the mighty pool on Wednesday. Hey. Are we streaming that? Yeah, I th- there's like a, I'm going to say like a roughly 90% chance. All right, cool. People yeah, stream. I'm around. On Wednesday? Yeah. I'm on. Right, tri- triple stream. Beep the stream. Triple triple stream. Let's do it. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm game. All right. But let, let's get let's get right into uh, a little bit of prem action. Congrats to Lester for doing fucking great. They're going to be back here soon. They deserve to be here a lot like this year. Like 100%. I like, agree with that. But well, a team, I don't, I don't I just actually wanna... agree with that because they played like such dog shit with such a good squad. We, yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, like but, they deserved to get relegated, but Everton deserved it more. And they I was going to say Everton deserved it more, but Jesus Christ, they balled out this week and smacked fucking They Bradford won a match. Fake. They scored fake. three goals. Fake. Yeah. What do you mean fake? I don't believe it. There's a break in the simulation. That's what Chad's trying to say. Uh, uh, yeah, this is a fluky ass win if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. Like, bro, it was counterattacking. But, like, they they played their style, which isn't possession at all. They got an early goal and were really able to build off of it in terms of momentum. Congrats to Everton. They came out in the second half pretty good. But I'm not going to really hype them up more than that. They still suck. Sorry, Everton Brentford. still suck. Yeah, Brentford just had a really shit it's, day. Okay, and what's really shitty is that Everton, there's a good chance Everton might not even get fucking relegated because yeah. somehow, some way, they have found a way to not be one of the three shitty teams in the league. They've yep. somehow ended up being the fourth one again. Yep. 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 However, hopefully Burnley get a bounce. Burnley? Uh, so hold on, hold on. Not even talking about Burnley's play. Yeah. Vincent Company wearing a suit and a baseball hat. They deserve to lose. No, no, no. Dude. They got robbed. <laughs> they should have won 5 nothing. Rock that bald head. Hey, Hannibal, he looks fucking sick. That That's pretty much all the right points I can talk about. Your best player was Johnny fucking Evans in the year 2023. I, dude, that but he balled the fuck out. That's I don't great. Want to talk about it. There's a certain... It's funny because if it were another team, we'd be talking about how Johnny Evans balled the fuck out. But because well, it's no, United, no, no, it's no, like no. Johnny I... Evans was your best player. Johnny, okay, yeah. Johnny Evans is a strange player because at West Brom he was like not seen as favorably well, or um, 
whatever it was before. But then he went to Leicester, and when he was healthy, he was great. But the issue is he couldn't stay healthy. And now he's at United when, like, he hasn't been there in, like, 15 goddamn years. And no one else is healthy. I'm just, I just hate to say it. If he's your best player with the amount of talent you have brought in, you you have a talent bringing in problem. Well, they've had yep, a talent bringing in problem forever. I under I understand that, but now we're doing it with another manager, and this guy was supposed to be the the one. Yep. Yeah, I I actually think he's kind of lost the team to a degree. He, yeah. The whole all of he, the. Like the players talking about how it seems like he has favorites and like he treats players differently. Like once reports like that start coming out, like he he that's bad. Like he could so be originally done. originally David Neres like cracks the joke about like the haircut and everything. I mentioned this to Brian and like we brush that under the rug like it's nothing. And like yeah, it is like a really funny situation. And then you see the way that he sort of. Sp- like not sort of the way that he has treated Sancho, the way he has treated other people within the squad, the way that he sort of tries to be like, I I don't know. Like he tries to be bigger than the team. Like I, I'm not really sure what it is with Ten Hag right now, but whatever it is, it's not rallying the troops. And this United team barely were able to scrape away a win against a very defeated fucking Burnley side. Yep. Who, uh, I, I just feel like Burnley's been unfortunate. I feel like exactly. I, however, these next, I think five or six games really decides Burnley's fate. Hold on. I shall bring up Burnley's schedule in a moment because it's a fairly, it's a, it's a decent schedule for them. And because they have been dealt the worst hand possible to start the season. Um, correct. I feel really after, bad. I, I mean, after after they face Newcastle, then they get Luton Town, Chelsea, right. Brentford, Burnley, Crystal Palace. And, you said Burnley. I mean, um, <laughs> look, one of those nights right now. It's been a Burnley week. versus Burnley. Burnley versus Burnley. But they've just been unlucky. Yeah, 100% agreed. I think we can move on from this game. United barely were able to scrape away a win. They were supposed to, though, so fuck it. Mason Mount, where he at? I don't want to talk about it. Ludden and Wolves. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Ludden and Wolves. Thank you. The worst teams draw. So no, I, no, no. I feel bad for Town Wolves. Town number one. I feel bad wolf for for Wolves because they were very similarly like well, full of also like and just for so the penalty that Lutton got that like off Wolves, it hit Joe Gomez's foot and bounced up into his hand, and like that like all the referees like on the broadcast were like that shouldn't be a handball. And then it got called a handball. And even if it was so, wait, if did it bounce off his own player and it hit his own player on the hand? It bounced off his own leg and hit him in the arm. Worst but, case, that's an, that's an indirect free kick in the box. That's worst case. Yeah, but also like he was lunging, so like his arm was out. So it's kind of like it's a natural position. Like it was. So really? yeah, even then it should be a penalty that like by yeah. even by by even like 
the most basic rule set. Yeah, no, it was weird. And like Wolves also had that missed penalty call with Onana RKOing somebody. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I just, uh, I just feel yeah. bad for them. Like yeah, a bad call is bad call. Yeah. Palace, I expected to play better against Fulham, but we can move on from that because Rodri. Rodri channeled his inner Sith. Yeah, despite everything that we've talked about on Saturday, Rodri was the biggest news of Saturday. Um, Of course, City won against Forrest, but the choke. Very out of character. Yeah. Really did not expect that. I saw a a joke that he did it on purpose because he needs a rest. That is actually funny, but it it makes you wonder what was said to him. That's what I'm wondering as well. Um, I saw a lot of memes about the situation just being like, oh, yeah, he finally broke the streak of him getting like amazing performances. He had an average of like an eight in every single match that he'd fucking played <laughs> for like a month. So it was just like, all right, like I, I get it. Like he's bringing it back to earth, but like that, that's Again, the most I, important situation. Like you said, Chad, what the hell was this, said to him? Roger, what Roger was this altercation? Roger is, as far as I know, seen as a very respectful guy. He is. And Bro, we've know. been watching footy for a while. Like oh, when, when has Roger like been very rash? Furred. I don't know, but Prahomi just snapped. He just snapped. Yeah. yeah. Happens to the best of us. He Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. Now he's I'm not gonna, gonna miss that. He's probably gonna miss the Arsenal game. He is yes. gonna. Well, he, he is gonna miss the Arsenal game because there's yeah, no way they can appeal the dangerous life. whatever thing and get that knocked off of three games. Like that's three games. Yeah. Yes. That is three games. Yeah, hundred percent. But speaking of City, real quick, they don't have the best uh, duo in the world right now in terms of scoring goals. Uh, a team in the Bundesliga does, and it's absolutely nuts. I always forget how to pronounce their name. Uh. How do you say it? How do you say it? Who? Uh, Stuttgart. Stuttgart? At, they have scored the most goals between two players in the entire world right now. Like, Are as we of current. To Germany? Like, yeah. No, no, just random. Just random. Like, because Man City has Alvarez and Holland. Oh, and Holland. And, and they're disgusting. But in terms of goals, just goals, not goals and assists this season. Yeah, this one guy, Guarasi. I I don't know how to pronounce his name. Yeah, I'm looking. He at He has it. he has ten goals on the season. Oh, and then and then Boniface has six. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. It. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. This team is like this dude's fucking disgusting. Yeah. But yeah, I just want to give them a quick shout out because like even though we're able to see Holland put in so many goals and everything, there still are other crazy goal scorers in the world. And it's I I don't understand how he's leading everything, but this dude's fucking balling. Every touch is amazing by this guy right now. So I, I'm 
wishing Stuttgart the best in a league dominated by goddamn Bayern Munich. You're a Bayern goddamn Bayern Munich. Yeah. All right, time I mean, for Sunday. You. Time for Sunday. Uh, yeah, time for Sunday. Chelsea suck. Yeah, period. I, do we really got to say much more? No, just Chelsea suck. No, hold on, hold on. Like, Villa, mid. Chelsea, bad. Cool. Yeah. Like, sort of why Villa won 1-0. No. That's it. Yeah. Sheffield. Chad, what is that? Well, not. it's not going to focus, is it? Oh, that sucks. Well, get it uh, really close. Get it really close. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love that. Love that. I showed a trash can to the camera. Eventually, it showed it. I'm that was a very really funny. funny guy. They they just suck. They just suck. Yeah. So Bournemouth Brighton, got back on track, or not Bournemouth? Sorry, Bright, Brighton Brighton got back on track. They're leading the yeah. Premier League in goals as a team. Liverpool's midfield looks phenomenal. Curtis Jones is actually kind yeah. of balling. Dominic Soba slides a monster. Carl, thank you for signing Mason Mount. Um, Fuck you. All right. The slaughter time. I was going to say, yeah, we'll mention the slaughter real quick because it, it, it's it's real quick. Sheffield, oh, I'm oh, sorry. No, nah, this isn't fuck. quick. There's, 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 this is, this is, there's, there's something stuff. To this talk is about. about an eight minute long segment. Nice. If you if you guys haven't checked the score, check it. We're, we're talking about Newcastle beating uh, they Sheffield didn't, eight nothing. They didn't break the record though, so um, they didn't break the record, but they did make history. Yep. They eight, made Premier League history. Eight different goal scorers. Liverpool did it in ninety two, yep. I believe. Really? Yep, ninety two. I believe I saw the screen cap of it. It was against. Uh, Crystal Palace, I'm pretty sure. Oh. But like this was this was before the Premier League, so technically it doesn't Yeah, count so 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 let's the get... sport didn't exist before nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But no, let let's give it a buck real quick. Goddamn Newcastle, congratulations. You fucking balled out entirely. Trippier had a fucking day with three assists. I don't know. Like I'm gonna keep on saying fuck because I don't know what else to say. This Anthony Gordon ball. I will. I will say this. You'll say what, Chadius? I I. It's weird to say. It's just I'm not convinced yet because it's like it's Sheffield. Oh, I'm not convinced by Newcastle at all. I'm not convinced. They've. See, when Newcastle, they play, good, they, play so, good. they score a lot of goals. It's one. Although yes, going into the I, San Siro and getting a nil-nil draw was kind of impressive. It was, but they didn't really look threatening at all. No, yeah, but so, so Newcastle, you don't always have to look. Is, hold on, hold on. You don't always have to look threatening, and when it's your first game back in Europe in twenty years against the reigning semi-finalists at their stadium, I understand how big it is. Holding but, that uh, to nil-nil, like, it's understandable that they weren't threatening. Yeah, but in terms of Newcastle right now, I think, like, their play style, it's very dependent on the other team's mistakes. Like, yes. they are they're yeah. very much so playing off of the other side. So, Sheffield, they yeah. made a lot of fucking mistakes, and look what happened. 
And after a while, they were able to wear them down entirely to be able to put these eight past them. Like, because before half, like, I didn't think they were going to keep on putting that many goals in. I thought they may put, like, one more in and, like, call it a day. But, like, they were able to batter down Sheffield because of their play style. Newcastle aren't capable of doing that against a lot of upper echelon sides in my opinion and I think that's one of their main issues I think they will be able to one day but I think they're just getting a glimpse like in terms of the premier in terms of the uh, Champions League and everything I will say this this is a very interesting lineup because if you look at it out of context you're like that's a really strangely weak Newcastle team compared to what we're used to yeah, and then they proceed the drop eight. So it's like, are they just really that filthy? And I'm just constantly underrating them, most likely. But that's what I feel too. Like I'm, I'm confused about it because like they do this, and then fucking you don't know what they're gonna do the next game. Like last season, you would expect a draw every single time if they wouldn't get a win. But like shit, like Newcastle this season, like Nick Pope has we- balled out in games. Yeah, Nick Pope has like, Newcastle's already right. lost more games or as many games this season, I think, as they lost all of last. They season. are. I mean, they yeah. are. They do. They do have another. They do have a second dance with Man City. So I guess we could see what they maybe do with that. Yeah, but he even it's, mm, right. It's just God because they put up eight, but it's just like one of those lineups where it's like you put that against like a top seven team. That's going to be a tough game. Oh, so I, here's the I, thing. They put up bro. My, my thing with my thing with them is they put up eight against Sheffield, and not to like raise my own team up there, but they gave up two goals to a ten man Liverpool at the end of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That that's kind of like what I was like. Like that yeah. is that's an example of what they're like against. Or they could top, be like top tier teams. Top tier teams. Like, and I think that's going to be a consistent issue for Newcastle based off of what I said earlier with this play style. Like, fucking, they have the talent. Like, let, let's not let's not doubt that. Like, mm-hmm. their side is built enough. Very similar to United. United should be able to play well. Same with Chelsea. Chelsea should be able to be fucking balling. Chelsea should, like oh. Chad said, they should be in the conversation for a top three side based off of the money that they spent. So I part kind of, but they spent so much money because they bought so many players and they bought so many young players. Like they didn't, the only established player they really bought to, I guess, Enzo, but not even fully established and Nkunku. Like, yeah, there's a difference between a billion dollar side that is like comprised of proven players and one where you bought 27 youngsters. But they still do have enough talent to be Dude, in they, that conversation. They do. Look, I think Chelsea should be in the like five, six, seven range right now. I agree. But like I just like it's win. a different kind of billion dollar squad. Yeah, agreed. But still, like it's just sort of mismanagement at the end of the day. Like they should be doing better. Oh yeah. They're also just really unlucky yeah it's, also i don't want to shit on newcastle because they aren't like mismanaged but like they just need to get better and more established 
Yeah, I just I hate they... I hate to say it. They need to blow some of this up already. Mm-hmm. They've peaked. They've hit the end of this bridge for a lot of these guys. Yes, for I some agree. of these guys that they have on their team, if they want to be a serious team, they're going to have to upgrade some of the weaker parts of their squad. Oh, absolutely. I think like, I think next summer they're going to spend big. Oh, it's going to be gross. Yeah. Or maybe even in like, January. They might spend bro, big you in keep, January. You keep like Harvey Barnes. You keep like Matt Target. You keep Tenali. You keep Gordon. You keep Isaac. You keep Gamera's. And you keep Pope Trippier. Oh yeah, you I think Trippier. Pope is expendable. I think with how he has started, Pope might genuinely be expendable if this keeps up. But yeah, yeah. I think we're tripping ourselves on a whole bunch of eight nos, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah exactly. So wait, we, we also we've been on this game for quite ten minutes, and yeah, I want to talk. Have, the, I want to talk about the Derby. Yeah, I was gonna. That's the was London Derby without the North Kane, but without Kane, and when you think about it, fucking Kane balled out the same weekend. You know, did you guys see that crazy fucking diving save that David Raya made in the thirty-eighth minute? He showed it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of David Raya, since we're on the North London Derby. Hate to say it, he's not. Uh, okay, this is based off one performance. Right now, he's not the answer. I hate this. I with. I don't know, man. I feel like y- you needed a Ramsdale in that final thirty minutes to lead the troops. I don't think I, you can say that off of this performance. I. He. It was very unconvincing. I feel like. You can't really like, like, well, bro, this was I, such a fucking good match. It was, but I feel like outside of that save, Raya was very unspectacular. So Raya is in there because he's quick. He's a decent shot stopper and he has phenomenal distribution. Yep. Damn. And the way the modern goalkeeper is going people will sacrifice some shot stopping for distribution. And Raya is a better distributor than fucking Raya is a better distributor than almost anyone. Ederson's probably better, but that's Ederson is it. better. So I don't want to really talk about Raya because like, bro, you can't really judge it crazy yet. Like Ramsdale has had mm. enough time. Like mm. you can, you can but I won't. I won't be doing that. Sokka balled the fuck out. Dude, Sokka's nuts. Sokka balled although, the fuck out. Sokka stealing Madison Selly and then getting uh, absolutely uh, fucking folded. That should have me dead. So nuts. Also, Sun balled the fuck out, too. You guys see the memes that it was like the North yes. London Derby and it was a picture of the uh, El Clasico and it was Messi, Messi, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, 2-2? Yep. Yes. And that was Sokka and Son this game. It was fucking nuts. I'm so happy I was able Sokka to Sokka and Sonaldo. Yes. It, it was nuts. This was a Sonaldo um, game. 
But Arsenal did have an extra player. Just saying. Like Two. Romero was was their best striker on the day. Not not gonna lie. That is true. Look, okay. I don't know. Look, I'm not I'm not a manager or anything, right? I just feel like Arsenal it's just not enough right now, man. And I think what I'm looking for to say is you need to be a killer to win this league. You you are not a killer right now. You oh, cannot kill. You are you are Kratos's son at the beginning of God of War. Oh, they need a striker. You they need a you don't... pure ball hawking, finishing positional like striker striker. They need a killer. Yeah. Yep. Holland's a killer. I mean, I'll be not in finals, but at the, on a on a usual Sunday where you just like some motherfuckers just don't show up. He he's there oh, every day. He's there every day, dude. And I they feel like Vlahovic. I mean, Vlahovic is there. What's really funny is Chelsea probably could have gotten Vlahovic too, but yeah. that 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 ship has sailed. But just even then going to your midfield and also Eddie Eddie um and Kedia very underwhelming performance from him and then the decision I forget did he he subbed off Jesus right yeah, yeah. Jesus was the one subbed off right that was what kind of stunned me the most was for Reese Nelson yes instead of Enkedia and I'm just like okay he gave Matt Turner a leash Whereas in Kedia's leash. Yeah. I feel you entirely there. It it definitely was not. I, I didn't really like the way that it was managed in terms of the match. But at the end of the day, it was still an amazing match to watch. And I had oh, yeah. it was zero to complain. Yeah. Like, zero complaints from that. It's just, you know, we're all kind yes. of for a different champion here. And the supposed, at least one of the supposed contenders. To take Let, down City. Let's so keep it a buck. I, I let's keep it a buck. And Arsenal too. I think Liverpool's going to finish above them. I think Liverpool's going to finish know, yeah. above them. But like, bro, I genuinely think no one's finishing above City. I hate. I hate to say it, but that game of the Emirates genuinely decides your season. Yeah. You lose. You drop three more points to City at that. But you drop a six pointer to City. It's fucking over already. Yeah. Barring City drops their form. So yeah, here's the deal corn, for though. me. I, I need Liverpool to beat City, and I need Spurs to Spurs. Because if Spurs beat City away, City drop points. That's what has to happen. You have to hope for Spurs to actually beat City. Yeah. But you're playing Spurs next match. And with the way that fucking Spurs played, you actually have something to be worried about. He has to get through the mighty Leicester City first, Carl. Well, that, but... (laughs) So, I think midfield-wise, we have a better midfield. Oh, yeah, you have it compared to City or compared to Arsenal? Tottenham. Compared to Spurs. Oh, oh, my my bad. Yeah, that too. Um, I think, obviously, I mean, probably we have a better attack. I mean, we do. Especially with the way Darwizzi's playing. I just, son is son, but. 
Yeah, I, I'm not really super worried about Spurs. I'm worried about the way they play. I think they could clap you. Spurs have become a trap game. Yeah. My thing with Liverpool is it depends on, like, if they show up, we're fine. But they can't fall behind and then try and come back. That's not going to work against Spurs. Spurs are at least mature enough to, I feel like, not do what Newcastle what not do what Newcastle did, and yeah. to to me, I feel like just I don't know, man. This Spurs team genuinely does feel different. It's kind of weird. Yeah, no, this they, Spurs they, team, in my opinion, I really think they can beat this Liverpool side because, like you just said, Chad, so here's the deal: I think like, they can beat anybody. I'm just not super worried. No, no, Chad mentioned like youth. Like you still have a very young midfield, and they can sort of take advantage of that in terms of like the the way that that squad's developed. Like they're very fast paced and can sort of push like through your midfield, and you have a very attacking midfield and have a lot of issues in the back. So if they're able to sort of get into that final third, like they are capable of finishing it. Like and they are capable of moving the ball enough to get like quality shots so even though they are typically a counter-attacking side it's really interesting to see this sort of turn of a new Spurs? leaf for yeah, Spurs. yeah i read something about it where basically they used to be reactive and now they're proactive they used to yes. play and tailor their game to their opponent now they play yes. their game and beat you yes it's a different mentality Spur- spurs has a game now Yes. And I think that's the realest thing that yes. we can mention. Like Chad was saying, like they feel fucking different and it's because they have their own style. Now they aren't just like, yo, I'm gonna hit you with this counter and maybe another counter and maybe another counter and shove that down your and fucking Harry Kane bailout penalty. Exactly. Yeah. They, fucking exactly. This I also like with maturity, like the Spurs team has gone through the sports equivalent of like fighting in the trenches of Verdun for six months. And I mean, dude, like I'm pretty fucking reverence. No, no, dude, dude, there is like genuinely like guys who have gone through the sports equivalent of hell on this Spurs team. Just in the past 12 months, Rich Charleston is one of those guys. And to me, it's like. That's one of the most dangerous effing teams you can probably face in all of sports is a team that has like nothing to lose. It's a team that quite literally has nothing to lose, but also a team that has nothing to win. Yeah. They just they just fucking go out and say, fuck it. I'm just going to play a game. Yeah, I in the thing that I read, it was Ange said something about we're playing to win, but we're also playing to entertain our fans. And he was like, that involves taking risks. And he was like, the more you take risks, the more you get better at these risky plays. So sometimes it's not going to work, but the more we do it, the more it's going to work. My God. Yep. He told the Brazilian to get creative. For Carl, it's fucking over. Holy shit. Carl, your narrative is sinking. <laughs> the iceberg has been right. spotted. Just real quick, real quick, though. What? Quick shout out to fucking Kane for having three goals and two assists. Oh, like I was I about to segue it, like, into that. Slightly before. Dude, this like, game's I a just... tradition. This game's a tradition now. You do Damn. know that Bayern know that Bayern has beat Bochum or Bochum 7-0 in the beginning of the season the last three years now. It, well, I thought it was more than 7-0. No, the last three years. It was 2021, 2022, and 2023 were 7-0. Oh, 
Holy shit. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what does Kane have to do to get a 10 performance? Hot Lob doesn't give out 10s. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what does he have to do to get a fucking 10? They just don't give out 10s. Kane Which is- had a 9.6 from three goals and two assists. Oh, I, mine says 9.8. Oh, I thought it was, yeah, 9.8 or 9.6, one or the other. Yeah. It, yeah it's so, just absolutely nuts. There's not much to say on that game. No. But I want to slide into La Liga. Ooh. We don't talk La Liga much, but I got two games. So Carl and I last week basically said, we were like, Barcelona's going to smack Celta Vigo. And Barcelona did not smack Celta Vigo. We couldn't have been more wrong. So, Vigo goes up 1-0 in the 20th, and they score again in the 76th, and you go up 2-0 in the 76th minute, and you're like, I, right, I got this. It's over, right? We win. And Barcelona said no. And what a fucking way to come back. Barcelona scored like, in the 81st, the 85th, and then Jao Cancelo finished it in the 89th. I was about to say, what was it a brace by Lewandowski? Yes. Bro, and that Cancelo goal, like the way that he just put that fucking... I, bro, Cancelo is doing what Dembele was trying to do for four seasons at fucking Barcelona within the first, like, ten games. Yeah. Like, and he he's the fucking right back. He's not the right winger. Yeah. Felix is also balling. Yeah, Zhao Felix is balling. Like, of course, he didn't score another goal in this game, but that's not to take away from the way that he's been playing for this side and the way that he's bringing so much threatening football to a pitch. And Lamine Yamal, period. Oh, he's a, yeah. Yeah. And but, then we, we, got a, we got a vintage. We got a vintage Atletico Madrid performance. Which is odd to say. Like vintage. I'm talking like 36% possession. 10 total shots versus 20. 83% accurate passes. They only had 285 accurate passes total. They hit like 100 something passes only on the opposite side of the pitch. Like they. They got thoroughly outplayed basically. And. In one, their three, three peak chances, because they created three big chances, they scored. They had four shots on target the entire game and scored three goals. And those three shots that went in, and even the other one, the other one could have gone in. Fucking, it, it, I, I'm baffled. Congrats to Atletico for that, because way to fucking dismantle Real's run currently. Their first loss of the season, and... Now Barcelona and Garana are the two teams currently undefeated within La Liga. It's Richard odd Girona. to say. Girona. Garana. I don't fucking know. You know Girona. I'm bad with Girona. places. Yeah, exactly. Got him. Yo, Lick. Speaking, speaking of these nuts. Got him. Ajax. <laughs> um okay Speaking so uh, fine um 
made the Ajax fans rage quit at the 58-minute mark. Uh, they were up 3 nothing. The match was suspended. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with it They're yet. resuming it. They're just going to resume it with like no yeah. fans, I'm assuming. Uh, no, really I, I, I think they might. Oh, they're, they're letting the fans back in. <laughs> that What a great idea. That match, that that was that resumption of the match will not last three yeah, it's, minutes. It, it's fans. Wednesday. Oh, Christ. That, that, that's not I don't go know well. if they're closed or it. I think they probably should. They probably should, considering Feyenoord's going to put up another three goals. Dude, they, they're on full rest with this crappy Ajax team. Lucas Mora killed Ajax. Lucas, Mo- Lucas Mora is the little boy to Ajax. Why? Because ever since Lucas Mora scored that dagger goal in the oh, semifinal, yeah. they have genuinely lost everything. And now look at the team that they are putting out. Okay, but so here's the deal. Here's I, the deal. Here's the deal. I know Lucas Morris or Lucas Mora killed Ajax, but had they won the Champions League that year or whatever, the players still would have been purchased. I oh, feel, yeah, without a doubt. I feel like. And for so feel, much more. <laughs> That's it. I feel like I just Ajax think lost their so much talent money. building hasn't been as good as it usually like usually is, and they've fallen that, off. That's it. It's just like they've. That's it. It takes stuff like that to happen to like genuinely cause damage to a club atmosphere. And Especially if your academy like, stops producing like it usually does, that's yeah. And Ajax are Ajax in teams like Benfica, Ajax, Porto. Uh, sporting, like they have phases. They they need to rely on their youth and yeah. Um, Netherlands ain't producing dog. Yeah, but I it's just nuts because when Feyenoord went up three nothing, the fans proceeded to toss uh, flares onto the pitch, and they then proceeded to riot outside of the building. They proceed. They they got like asked to leave rioted and broke their way back into the stadium because they were that angry. This is about right. It's yeah, that's pretty for you. It's your, it's your average average uh, Sunday. Indeed. But, uh, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, I think that's Sean really Payton allowed there. seventy points against a quarterback that he said would be better <laughs> for Teddy Bridgewater. That's all. The Dallas Cowboys lost to the Arizona Cardinals. That is all. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace, bro. I'm still pissed about that. That math doesn't fucking add up. Yeah.